Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my hammers live and hope you're all safe and well of new channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new videos on. Obviously we have them coming up daily, but we don't want you to miss any of these great guests we have coming up, including today's guest, who has the best name I think we've ever had on the channel. Yeah, we'll talk about what he does and he has a slightly famous uncle as well. We'll talk about that as well. Um, but we'll talk about Joe first. It's Joe Lazarus. Hi Joe, how are you, man? Hi man, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Not too bad. The sun is shining. Excellent. It stopped raining for a little bit. Which is yeah, bizarre. I'm actually I'm at the window right now. It's uh, it's not too bad. It's uh, yeah, it's peeking through. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, typically, I'm going away next weekend, so it's going to piss down. So. Oh yeah, where are you going? Glamping. Oh nice, <laughs> lovely. Whereabouts? Yeah, North Norfolk, Cromer. Oh okay. Oh nice. Yes. I went I went glamping in um the New Forest. Oh, uh, that was really nice. So yeah, it was really really fun. A friend of mine, a friend of mine has, he lives in the, he has a, the family estate is in the, the first village you get into the New Forest. I can't remember what it is, but there, it's a lovely area, New Forest. And he, um, mm. he's, he's, he's got another sort of estate. It's so big that they hold the village fate in his grounds. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, a top guy. I used to work wow. with him for many, many years. But yeah, I love going down there. It's beautiful. Yeah, but we love, mm. um, we love going to Norfolk. So we do, we usually do the caravans. Um <laughs> Oh, okay, right, John yeah. C. Love a case, John C. My daughter, bless her, she's eight years old, and she, she's she been, you know, she's an only child, so she's been some nice holidays. She's mm. been, you know, been to Dubai a couple of times and done Disney. Very and nice. Like that. But she cries every time we leave the caravan, every time, you know. It's like... it's some, I tell you what, it's, that's true, though. I mean, I, I, I used to go caravan when I was a kid and there is something yeah. about it it's just you don't it's like it's so different from any other holiday and you, you do get attached to it I'm, I'm, I was yeah. the same like I really missed it when I got to like you know your teenage years and you don't go on holiday with your family anymore or whatever and then it's just like oh yeah I really miss it no, yeah no yeah it's um yeah she's she's, she's uh it's funny I'm the same actually to be honest it's like you know I think I think there was I think it's just because we drive around the broads and it's almost like I think that I I was I was a, a pirate in a previous life or something like that. I was sailor. So like, <laughs> I always feel at home around the broad. So then that's yeah. You know, when I go home, I'll like, oh, go back to back to Hornchurch. But um, yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're going glamping. So it's going to piss down all weekend. That's definitely for sure. But uh, yeah. Well, you got to make the most of it, yeah. Indeed, indeed, and hopefully it's yeah one of the only things which if... wouldn't get uh, which wouldn't get locked down because it's that's that's true. Yeah, and if you if you you know did things relying on the on the weather in this country, you'd never do anything, would you? So wouldn't do nothing. We'll see what happens, and I'm, you know, it's impressive because I managed to get my wife in a tent, and um, I've tried that for ten years, and so <laughs> yeah, finally got there. Finally got there, but it has to have power um, for hair straighteners and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going to think. How interesting for everyone tuning in. They must be so excited that I'm going to cry. Riveting, yeah, uh, <laughs> very, very riveting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm more of a case to man, but we're going chroma, so we try this anyway. Um, how are you? How are you in this weird world, Joe? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Joe's a Joe's a Professional drummer, um, 
and um but uh how are you doing at the moment i'm well i'm just trying to ride it out really i mean uh yeah i mean i i was i was on tour in america at the start of the year for two months and i got back a week before lockdown so i was really lucky to kind of get back home but also you know finish a tour you know I could kind of yeah. when when all this happened, I was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't expect it. To, obviously, no one expected it to go on for this long. No, I thought no. if it was going to be a couple of months or whatever, I was like, right, well, I've just been on tour. I've, I can kind of live for a bit, you know. Mm. And then months go by, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. And then yeah. luckily, I had some recording work come in, and then like obviously, I had like a self that self employed grant thing that helped out. Yeah. And um, I've just been kind of just, yeah, riding it out, really, waiting for uh, my life to get back to normal. Yeah. I mean, like everyone else. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. but there's, there's plenty of people that have been left behind in all this. So I'm, I'm really, uh, really grateful that I, you know, I've been able to kind of get through it all, as, you know, so far. Yeah, I mean, we've had loads of, obviously, we've had some, some musicians on the channel. We've had some entertainers on the channel, some actors yeah. on the channel. And... Um, it just seems weird, and obviously we had professional football players as well on the channel, and it just seems weird, you know, it just seems like the other day, I think it was the Palladium was like sold out, or, you know, it was like a Lloyd Webber thing, and yeah. you're thinking, and it's and you've got stuff like, obviously, you know, I know there's a lot of pantomime, I know the, the, the London Palladium pantomimes on, and, and various others, and... Um, yeah, it's just you know. Then then you look at football, and it just it just. Goes, I know. Don't make no fucking sense, does it? Does I know. It I know. Sense? I know. It's it's just mind-boggling, man. It's just. I'm also as well. It's just like, every, with every day, I'm kind of just getting a bit more. I mean, I know everyone's fed up with it, but I just like, oh god, like when when's there's just not any. There seems to be just more problems than solutions. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, how, when, when, when is this going to just like, when is there going to be any light at the end of the tunnel? You know, exactly, exactly. It's, it's just the whole thing's just really strange. I just think there's, I just think, yeah, as you said, there's nothing you can do as well. And like, even now, you know, fuck, if you know, you're going to go for a weekend away in Liverpool now, it's like, you know, you're, you're fucked now. So, no chance, no chance. No chance. And, and it's just, but it, it's what it is. And, you know, as particularly guys like yourselves, you know, as a drummer, even more, like having the crowd there, not having a crowd to play to. It's like, you know, it's, I've seen some of your stuff and it's like, you know, you proper give it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you have a crowd there. It's like, it's a bit like the footballers, you know, they, 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 yeah. they're lugging their guts out and they score a goal and it might be an absolute worldie. They turn around to the crowd. I know, and, I know. And you know what? There's been there's been so many goals in the Premiership already this season. I think Wonderful, myself. Do you reckon it's what because the, like the pressure's off because there's no crowd there? I think so. I think you know that. And also, I think the fact is that there's that. And I think just generally, I just think I think people's. You know, you look at some of the some of the fullbacks and stuff like that, and some of the your left and right backs. And actually, you know, no, none of the top teams have got particularly defence-minded fullbacks anymore. Now they're all auxiliary wingers, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Backs. You know, if it you just makes a massive deal, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at any any point in the pitch, like some most of the time, the the you know the right and left wing backs are, are further forward than the, the strikers. Like, yeah, it's yeah, weird. So I, and I agree. I think people have got, you know, the the, you know, the, the the chains are off in terms of you know they don't seem they seem to be more attacking. I imagine yeah. it's exactly how like practice matches are and stuff like that. You know, behind yeah. closed doors before behind closed doors. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, exciting for the viewer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's actually really worked for us as well, personally. Um, yeah. Having having three, um, uh, sort of five at the back, basically, but yeah. you know, the wing backs, because uh, I think a lot of teams are doing that now, and it's like it, it's obviously worked out for us like a treat in the last couple of games, at least. So yeah, it has as long as it keeps going for the weekend. I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, I was watching uh, Hammers chat. Gonzo's um, Gonzo was doing his, his morning thing. And it was about um, noise and, and noisiness. And I think actually, um, thinking about it, obviously we've been really impressive since restart. There's been two games we've been rubbish. We were rubbish yeah. on the Wolves game at the beginning of the restart, restart. And we were rubbish on the Newcastle game. Oh, and the Newcastle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so those were the two games I think we were really rubbish at. Obviously not Wolves this year. And no, this yeah. Season, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and because you can obviously toggle between, I mean, do you listen to the crowd noise on, or do you turn it off when you? When you're on? I have it on because it's just like, I mean, although it's funny to have all hear all the swearing uh, <laughs> without it, but um, it just it just feels odd. It's just very weird having having no crowd noise at all. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. I find it hard to kind of watch. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. 
I suppose also being a performer as well, being a musician, it's having crowd noise. You know, yeah. It's just, it's just in general, it's probably just nice to do, hear some some crowds. Do you, know, do you know what? It's weird. I did a music video. I went up to Birmingham and did a music video the other day, and uh, we did it in a in a big venue, and uh, all the lights were going and everything, obviously. But it was just so odd being in such a massive room, completely empty, yeah. just being on stage, and it was just like, if this is what, I mean, obviously, I know it won't be completely empty, but like, but there was there was like there was like sofas and like little poofs put out and stuff for like social distance yeah. gigs. And it was just like, that would be so yeah. odd. So odd. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a glimmer of hope in a, in an otherwise, you know, miserable thing, but like, I, it's just, I don't know. I can't get my head around it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, I've, I'm at the stadium, you know, all, all the home games and it is weird at the moment because you just sit there and it's just like, you know, it's so quiet that I have to put on some some crowd noise or, or I have to listen yeah. to one of the watch-alongs and things like that just to get something going. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise yeah. it's, just so, it's just so quiet. Um, I know, yeah. What, but what I was going to say about, about about what Gonzo said the other, uh, today is that basically he was saying, because he listened to the crowd, he listened about the crowd noise and didn't realise how much our whole bench shouted at organising the players. Mm. And maybe you know the fact is there's no crowd noise so they have to hear it so the so the players have to hear it yeah and, yeah 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 yeah. and that's a good they, point actually exactly and i, I was like do you know what he's probably right you know because yeah. they all holler i mean they've all got you know alan and and, and david and obviously moisey and, and kevin nolan and then yeah and um even what's his face oh the other one i can't remember now um but they all they all scream and shout at the, at the players yeah. in, in different yeah. positions um, and also they scream and shout at the, at the, you know, they bully that bench as well. So they bully the opposition bench as well. You know, oh, do they? They're saying and the fourth officials. And, and I just think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really benefited us definitely mm. having crowd noise. Oh, Obviously yeah. Having the system's great and, and it seems yeah. to work. But um, I just think it's, it's something you don't necessarily think about when you're thinking about sort of having to, um, having no fans there. It's definitely, yeah. Great, but it's, it's what it is. Now, obviously, we alluded to the fact that you obviously use in the States and, um, you know, you was on tour in the States. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, um, Joe does have a, a famous uncle who's actually helping out a bit of work at the moment, which is nice of him, isn't it? Yeah, it is very nice so, of him, yeah. Mr. Steve Harris um, from, from Maiden, um, who, um, yeah, we'll get on the channel eventually now. Just go with us. We'll get oh, yeah, I, I, I texted him about it. He, he will, he will, he's up for it, definitely, at some point. <laughs> yes, I don't care. I'm talking about you today, Joe. And, so, <laughs> um, and obviously, when you were in the States, uh, you, you bumped into friend of the channel, Bish Bosh. We certainly did, yeah. That was a really fun night out. I mean, he came to the gig as well, but uh, he... Um, because I haven't seen him since, because he used to always come down to Steve's, because Steve used to have, um, when he lived here, he doesn't live here anymore, but um, he lives um, he lives in the Bahamas now, but when he's when he lived here, um, he used to have, like, celebrity football matches at his house during the summer, every weekend, and you'd get the most bizarre, Ant and Deck were down there, Robbie Williams, Rod Stewart, uh, like, you know, but Bish would always turn up, always. So I like when I was a kid. This was obviously in the nineties. Um, uh, I'd you know always see him there, or whatever. And then when we were out uh, on the tour in, uh, in in Florida, Steve was like, "Oh, Bish is coming out tonight." I was like, oh, "No way! I haven't seen him since I was like eight or something, eight or nine, you know." Um, and it was oh, it was a he's such a hilarious guy. Top he's he's just he's just everything. He's just so funny. Like I've never met anyone so like just so full on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, and obviously him and Steve go way back. But um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was brilliant, really, really funny. Yeah, he's a top bloke. He's um, yeah, we've had, he's, obviously we've had him on the channel, and we've we've obviously mm. had, um, you know, and he's and he, he uh, <laughs> anytime you pick him in his team, he retweets it. It's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few. Trevor Sinclair is the same. Anytime you pick Trevor Sinclair, he retweets it. But um, yeah, he's top bloke, and um, yeah, he's just a lovely guy. And obviously, mm. any, any excuse of a night out in it. Oh, absolutely! For him as well. God, that guy can drink. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's amazing, yeah. amazing. I, I remember they're hardened. Those that generation mm. of footballers. You know, we've we've interviewed a lot of them around that time, and they were saying how you know it was part of the culture. So you know, yeah, um, we interviewed. Um, uh, if you Martin Allen, and Martin Allen, when I told him I was even being bish the next day, he's oh yeah, talk to him about. Um, about his polos addiction 
Um, and so obviously they'd go out on a night out and, and Bish would always have, a, it wasn't polos, it was, it was extra strong mints in his pocket, yeah. in his shorts. So anytime we're doing training and, and Bonzo came up to him, he'd, he'd never, he'd have one instant stink of, stink of booze, basically. Oh, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's all about yeah. the culture. Yeah, totally. The stories and, it's, and I just think, and it's something which I think is really sad now is, is that football's become so professional, so uber professional that you don't get any stories like that and you don't get no, like that. No, and, and, and if anyone does have a bit of fun and, and does that, then it's they're kind of, you know, ridiculed for Terrified, it. Yeah. So true. Um, it's like, something uh, like Jack Jack Grealish, you know, Jack Grealish is a cocky bastard. But, mm. You know, he's just you know, in, in that era, say in that Bish era, for example, or even like later on, you know, even like, you know, sort of the the red nap era really you know sort of yeah you had, you had loads of people cocky like that i mean i mean yeah john moncur and john moncur, i was gonna say right? john Mon- yeah yeah him and bish you know during during sort of two or three seasons he says we'd take on anyone any midfield and we know we'd we'd run them over the fit and he's like really you know you, you know, for you, yeah and petite and petite. yeah yeah, yeah. No, 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 we'd, 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 we knew we were gonna beat them mm. like, okay fair enough and yeah and you just and that's that was part of the confidence yeah jack Greer's being a cocky little fella everyone's like yeah oh, he's a nasty boss it just it really winds me up because i just think kids miss out on that and you know it's like now like you can't talk you can't say the word ian bishop or john no. without smiling yeah, that's, that's right. yeah, so true. And with Jack Grealish as well, he even like looks like an old school player. He has yeah. the socks slow down, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, yeah. you know, he just looks the way he holds himself. When he runs around the pitch. It's, 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 it's like an old school yeah, midfielder. Like sort of like bow-legged, sort of like yeah. You know, he's not. He's not sort of. I wouldn't say he's felt like you know. He's a, he's a skinny little bloke, but I wouldn't yeah. say he's like you know. But he's got gigantic calves, though. Yeah, they all do, don't they? It's just like they all do leg day. It seems. And it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's a shame because it's just like uh, it's just I just think it's part of the game that people miss out on now because mm. it's all because you like to be entertained, don't you? You go to football, yeah. you want to be entertained. You want to be entertained it's, by good football, but then you want to be entertained by it. It is ultimately entertainment, isn't it? That's it is. fundamentally what it is. It is indeed. Um, anyway, first question, 15 minutes in. Um, <laughs> why are you a West Ham fan, Joe? Why are you a West Ham fan? Well, um, Steve and my yeah. dad, you know. Uh, well, Steve, obviously, well, Steve used to play for West Ham before he formed Maiden. Yeah. Um, and obviously, a, f- a big affiliation with West Ham, you know, uh, for him growing up. And um, my very first game was um, Steve Potts' testimonial wow. in 97. Um, I was nine and uh steve took me with my dad and uh went to the players lounge afterwards i've still got the uh, the, the the program with all the signatures and stuff on it that i was afterwards and uh bish scored in that game actually yeah uh scored a weldy in that game i remember it very very well um but my mum and obviously steve they're all from that neck of the woods my mum was born in forest gate well you know it's obviously just down the road from west ham yeah. Uh, and they grew up in um, Leighton, so uh, it was yeah, uh, it was just where my family kind of from, and and then uh, from the very early age, I was you know sh- showing West Ham videos and like giving West Ham shirts, and yeah. Steve would take me to West Ham, and he's been taking me for years. I mean, he's still got a season ticket now, but he doesn't live here, so I I I he gives it to me, so I I go, but yeah, I've, I've been going for years, That's awesome. and uh, it's just in my blood really. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I think mean, that's the thing. Once you know, I haven't interviewed anyone who's gone like, yeah, first first game we, we played, we played, and yeah, it was all right. I didn't go yeah. for going back for six weeks. No, it's like literally yeah. first game, I'm hooked. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I couldn't wait to go you again. Guys, for you as well, you know, going back backstage, you know, <laughs> going 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 to players' lounge afterwards and stuff. Yeah, it's like wow, you've seen these guys on the pitch. I know. You like meeting them. It's like, do you know? Do you know what? Something happened. Uh, the last time I went to a game with Steve at the uh, our, our stadium now was last year sometime and um afterwards we went into the the, the i suppose it's like a player's lounge where all the players go afterwards or whatever um and i saw like you know antonio and like a few like lanzini and all that whatever but i was like on one table there was all the old legends and i was going crazy over them rather than the, the original yeah. players because they were the players i used to watch growing up there was uh yeah, yeah. there was tony gale uh, John Monker, um, uh, uh, Bish, uh, Ludo, um, Steve Lomas. Um, who else was there? There was just loads of them. 
uh, I can't, I can't even think. Well, yeah, Dix obviously was there, yeah. uh, and I was just going, and I was, and then like Steve obviously gave me because Steve obviously knows them all. Sat down and you know, put me down next to Tony Gale with a beer, yeah. and I was just like getting drunk with him. And then they invite me out afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, this is mental. <laughs> so true. I'm the same. It's like you know, I get more, I got more um, fanboyish interviewing Pete Butler than I did interviewing no disrespect Jeff Pike. Uh, right and, and pat holland and people like that because i you know to me pete but and it's true I, I think people said i think someone mentioned it to me ages ago and I, and I sort of truly believe it they go you know the type of music you like is the type of music that you were growing up in your teenage years and that's, i think that's and i think it's the same with football you know absolutely I mean? totally um, agree so my my teenage football years would have been probably yeah would have been maybe potsy uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Monks and Bish yep, and, yep. and Allen. And so those guys, I'm like, and obviously Pete Butler. Pete Butler was like the first ever player I met. Um, I remember that because he used to do, at the ground, they used to do um, sort of junior hammer parties, birthday parties, where you could, oh. you could like, I know, it's like, a te- you know, you, you book a party and it was in the little school next door. And mm. um, a, you know, for like 20 of your friends and they'd, they'd do a little bit of football or whatever. And then a player would turn, you know, first team player would turn up to, you know, give you your birthday card or amazing. Card. And it was like Pete Butler, and I was like, oh my god, it's Pete Butler. You know, I just watched him on the day before he was playing. You know, he probably lost. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's just amazing. Nowadays, you wouldn't get like I couldn't imagine getting, you know, Sebastian Haller turn up to Al's Adventure House or whatever. Fell up. No, it's, you know, it's from, different culture nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. And that's another thing, you know. That's what I mean. You just, you just, I think you just lose that um that connection with with the players yeah um i mean as you said you know even you know i think even if they i don't know say you your teenage years are now and you in 20 in 15 years time you know meet michael anton not michael it's a bad example meet someone like lanzini for example or, mm. or, or felipe anderson you're not going to mm. like absolutely head over heels giddy fanboyish because i don't think yeah because players hang don't hang around for that long you know no you don't you that's right you don't like you don't have that connection you don't get kind of sentimentally attached no like like you used to you know uh like you said there is no there isn't that there's that kind of divide now isn't there Mm. so it's as well i mean i mean you mentioned all those guys like tony gowd and 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 julian and people like that i mean they they all you know i mean you said your first game was a testimonial year game you know it's like they were all there for like you know a prolonged i mean john i think monks was there for like nine years or something like that you know as well and bish was there for a long time and you know they were there so you could endear yourself to the fans and the fans could take to you you know exactly i mean you know look at look at mr anderson you know he's gone off on loan to porto you know i mean it's like and he's only been here two two seasons i know i know i know yeah um it's just it's just weird and it's just i just think you know, and then obviously you get people like Mark Noble who are the exception to the rule, who, you know, just, you know, you don't get that. And I just think you won't get that ever again. But maybe, I hope Mr. Rice will it's, like that. It's going to be, it's very, it's going to be very rare, very few and far between, isn't it? It's yeah, not going to be like it used to be at all. No, it's not. Which is sad, which is sad. I mean, it you is. Get, don't get that with managers, you know, if you get two years out of three years out of a manager, you've done well. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Red, Redknapp was around for seven years. Christ, you know, how long Lyle was in charge and, and yeah. like that. And, yeah um it's just yeah it's just sad really it's really sad but mm. football's different now isn't it it's not it like is it is it's, it's different on all on all fronts really and that's why we keep this that's why this channel's here to make sure we remember about the old days because that's right you know, you've got so much new stuff and it's just football's like 100 miles now particularly at the moment that it's nice to just sort of stop pause and just yeah. think about reflect on like yeah the old you know. days and, and and do this type of thing as oh you know yeah you know we're really i mean we yeah i mean joe you're slightly younger than me you know, we're not like old farts just yet but we still sort of look at those sort of mid 90s as like the yester years and the football when football was really football and exactly like, you know into you exactly when the 60s and christ steve and stuff like that you know they were you know it's like they they just say oh it's, it's even worse and then, yeah. then it was better you know so that's yeah, yeah. about this generational thing it's like, that's right yeah 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 and everyone has an opinion about people and stuff and uh, and it's all good but anyway let's let's move on and talk about the, the the hammers 11 so as i said everyone we've had on the channel bar three people mr bishop being one of them actually because he's such a nice guy he didn't want to pick 11 people to pick because he think he'd piss everyone off who he didn't pick so <laughs> that's, and that's just him in it and you just go oh, fair yeah enough, fair enough bish but um yeah although everyone else picked him doesn't it 
Um, so yeah, we get into uh, do their their hammers eleven. So the idea is, um, it's based on the players you've been alive to see play. So it's not you know, because I mean you know for you and me, if everyone said you know what's your you know I don't know the West Ham dream eleven or the ultimate eleven, we'd say Bobby Moore and Bill yeah, of course. But we never saw him play, so it's like to that's be honest, right. You know, we 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 grew up with the likes of you know, I know Roger Johnson and um, <laughs> and Jonathan Spector. You know, Jonathan Spector, yeah. God dear, he's, oh. he's going to make a late change. You're make a late yeah, change he's, going, he's going straight in at centre half. Yeah, for that one game against Man United, he turned Oh yeah, up. yeah, my God, yeah. Remember, I remember... He played centre centre midfield, wasn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. What's he doing? Oh, I know. <laughs> couldn't believe what I, was, I could not believe what I was seeing. Me, me, I remember vividly me and my dad watching that, and we were just like, "What? Where has this man been? Where's this I know. Been? Yeah, he's yeah. Been in the wrong position in all his life. Yeah, playing against his, you know, his boyhood team, and he's absolutely torn him a new one. Bless. Yeah. Him. <laughs> Good old Johnny Spector. But anyway, so, that, so that's the idea. Um, okay. So you know, it, it means it's you know the generational thing. So what'll be interesting, obviously, if you're eleven, um, you know. You know, so like Steve, for example, or the older people. I'm hopefully interviewing a guy in almost he's almost ninety soon, and Christ, his team's going to be wow. Never yeah, I've heard his team. Yeah, that's really really good. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it also gives people to you know chances to like the Jonathan Spectres to get a shout out. You know, because they all wore the West Ham shirt, so they all did. Just, you know, yeah, he had a part dreams. to play. Yeah, they're all yeah. our dreams. So that's the idea, right? So we're starting goal. So who's in goal for the Lazarus Eleven? Um, for me. Uh, it's got to be Ludo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just remember the size of the guy. I just remembered just seeing him from the, like, yeah. um, on the, on the videos and stuff growing up. My dad watched show me videos or whatever. And I was just like, my God, he's just a monster. He was such a good guy. I remember, do you remember that game where he, um, he got an assist? I think it was against Palace where he just like, like, I think he, I don't know if he threw it or, um, or kicked it. I think he just he kicked it, but it went oh God, over the whole fucking team, and then someone just volleyed it at the other end. It was amazing. He had so the longest he, kick in the world. He did. He did, and he kicked it so weird because he, he, he did. kicked it from like the side. If you watch, it, yeah, he sort of side on, and his sort of leg would wrap around it. I was watching. Um, we interviewed uh, Stuart Slater the other day, and um, uh, one of his goals was came. I think it was from a Ludo kick. It sort of kicked, and it sort of, I think it was um, Eamon Dolan. Headed it literally, it was like on the six yard box almost by the end. He headed it onto um, Slates, who hit it on the volley. Actually, you know, one of his best goals ever. But yeah, he had this massive kick, wasn't it? You know, I mean, yeah. It was like it was so unusual the way he kicked it as well. Yeah, but, um, totally. And he was, and yeah, I think Ludo was a typical West Ham player in that he didn't, he had, he, I mean, West Ham always have like two or three like world class performances in their locker every season. Yeah, and that was Ludo, wasn't it? He oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, in the same way that we would, we're going to quite, you know, we could quite clearly wipe the floor with Tottenham and then lose to Burnley. Yeah, um, this season, yeah. he would do the same. He'd have a worldie against Man, always against Man United, and then he'd yeah. let one slip through his legs against. Burnley. I know, you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, that's why I think he just he, he's synonymous to West Ham fans. Yeah, for that exact reason, man. He's yeah, the top, for sure, top bloke. Yeah, and such a lovely guy. Yeah. Um, he, he he doesn't want to come on the podcast because he doesn't or, or the podcast not podcast or the channel because um he he's 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 worried about his English but I mean oh. everyone knows he doesn't speak very good English so I don't think no one cares so yeah. you know, we're going to get you on eventually but yeah yeah, so, yeah definitely top, top guy and you know he's just and also he was one of sort of the first in my lifetime one of the first sort of foreign by foreign I mean outside of the the British Isles players to to play for us I got you know ones that I can remember yeah. Um, and obviously we've had quite a few since, but he was yeah, um, yeah, just so random. Just from, you know, Czechoslovakia is like well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He's done the job, right? Okay, um, are we going to play four at the back? Joe? Uh, yeah, we'll go it? traditional. We'll go four at the back. Nice. Okay, he's going to go yeah. left back. I could probably guess your left back. But he's gonna oh, go it's got it's got to be Dixie. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, uh, I just I remember growing up just watching these penalties, like. Yeah. And the really important ones, like the one against Man United, you know, where Schmeichel like literally mm. took his hand away, like <laughs> God, he just absolutely thumped. I mean, like how he got the precision though as well, because if obviously the more powerful you go, the less precision you get. And he just every time would just go straight into the roof of the net. It was just incredible. He did, he did yeah. 
And I mean, he's, I mean, that's, that's a skill I think that's Pete, which is again, something which is gone from the modern game. Yeah. Everyone fucking places it or dinks it. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, I know. Just take just Put your laces it. through it. Exactly. There's something so, there's something so inspirational seeing a ball ripple the back of the Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And something like that. But, you know, like a Julian free, you know, even when he's 30 yard, like, yeah. Goals, but a penalty and no doubt, you know, when he, when he lined up and obviously we had Ray, Ray Stewart beforehand and he wouldn't, you know, tonker and he, he would tonk the ball, you know, into yeah. the goal as well. So yeah, it was, um, it's a lost art. I think that's sort of, yeah, it is, it is. Just, you're right. I just really just, just, it just give it some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if not just, you know, or just, or just twang the, the right winger as well with like, you know, a Julian tackle and, Classic, he was, yeah. He was just, he was just like, you know, I just, I just think he was so unappreciated outside of West Ham. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, I agree. Saw him as this yob, but he was like, he had the wand of a left foot, and oh, to be honest, yeah, just some of the stuff he did. And I remember uh, someone mentioned it, and I went back and looked at it against Man United, and he sort of dinks the ball. He used to always do that, where like there was a, the right wing and him were just going together and going for the ball towards a byline. And Julian would always just toe end it back over the head of the player, and um, literally it was like, it, and I think he did it with Cantona, and Cantona was like, fair play, fair, fair play to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah. He just epitomises everything about us. It's just like he means it. He just me. He meant everything. Every, every second he was on that pitch, he meant it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what West Ham's about, you know. Just like the the, the pride of the shirt, and you know, just giving everything you got. Yeah. I said with Julian, he was just like I said, he he, he dinks it back over Cantona, and Cantona just nods, and like, like yeah, you don't get much more than Bravo. Yeah, exactly fair play, you know. Yeah, and, it's, and I love that because he's like, you know, yeah, right, fair enough, you've got the yeah, mate, but it's, yeah, it's all good, right? So we put Julian in. Um, let's go right back. Let's go other side. Who are we going to the right? Back? Um, seeing as my it was my first ever game, it's got to be Potsy. Oh. Uh, you know, it's just steady Eddie, never did, never put a foot wrong, you know, just just really, really consistent right back for us. Mm -hmm. And obviously, 400 odd games was it for us or whatever? I think, yeah, I think it was 500, I think, to be honest. But yeah, no, he's right. uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic player, yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant professional, yeah, he was, yeah, and he's obviously still involved in the under -23s, yeah, threes, I believe, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right back 400, 400 appearances ish um but yeah no he um yes under 23 so it's great that there's still someone who's you know i mean i know every every year group's got um got a, a former player in their year group anyway. yeah so we, yeah yeah but he's just yeah and he was great and i just think he was and it's funny because obviously i think for him when when i think around that time i think just after that we would have we, just, we got tim break we went to sort of 92 we had tim breaker tim breaker yeah and then he sort of dropped to more of a center back and he shouldn't have been a good center back because he was like five foot seven yeah um, yeah he was and he's like you know just, yeah and again a guy he wasn't giving enough credit i don't think outside of no West Ham. that's right i mean you know if he was half a foot taller he would have been playing for england or, or the usa Oh yeah, because that's right. Connecticut, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. so we'll put Mr. Potts in. Um, centre half. So he's gonna be your first centre half then. Oh, uh, I have to go Rio. Like, yeah. um, obviously he was. He came through when I was like, I don't know, in my early teens, I guess, or like you know, like ten, nine, or ten, or whatever. And he was just phenomenal like how he just brought the ball out of defense i don't think we had a center off like that for a long time before that um and he was just he was just head and shoulders above everyone else obviously he's a big guy but actually skill skill wise his distribution was brilliant and he was just so calm on the ball just so just so calm i've never seen anyone be so calm on the ball for us like that like at, at the last line of defense you know like exactly and such an early age as well you yeah know, just such age, composure on the ball uh, guy, yeah, guy. I just think he just, and it's like it's funny because that whole sort of generation, I just see that Rio is still the West Ham boy. Do you know? What oh I mean? yeah. Like, I just think that you know, I remember when my daughter was watching there. Uh, was it Sam? I don't know who it was. Fred Claus the other day because obviously, yeah, Christmas is only in ten Fridays. Time, oh mate, right? don't even say. Oh god, it's crazy. Been, oh, yeah. Anyway, so she was watching that, and there was this scene where Kevin Spacey had like a. 
at the end he had a um, Superman thing underneath his cape underneath his jumper and he's all just tucked it back in and I can imagine Rio having his sort of West Ham like vest yeah just, yeah, yeah. just to totally have close to his chest no he's actually absolutely great bloke and we've had obviously we've had Anton on and um and obviously with Rio you know he brought Anton and Anton was like you know inspirational with that sort of championship season we went up again definitely yeah great escape and stuff like that and i remember uh, that absolute world i was at the fulham game where he scored yes. that absolute worldie oh my god what a, a volley outside of the the, the the box it was incredible what a what a when defenders do that when they have like i know just to show they've got it in their locker you know it's like yeah i can do it but I'm, you know i just prefer to just kick people instead but yeah I can do the yeah stuff. that's and right yeah, yeah, yeah we had like you know, we had, I mean, someone like Ian Pierce was like, we had yeah, him, and he went up front and they'd put him up front and he wasn't like a lump, but he could lump it, but also yeah. he had a bit of skill about him as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's particularly good at that like, football manager, whether you got like him or, or, or Chris Sutton, who could yeah. do both. And it's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so true. I, oh my God. I don't, you don't even want to know how many hours of my life has been consumed by that game. Oh, I, I used to I play it so much when I was younger. Yeah, I just played at uni all the time. Like the three, it was like three of us in our house and uh, yeah, we'd take it in turns and then obviously we'd start a new season. It'd be like the first one to get. I think Maxim Zigalko, he was always a good striker. And yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy back in Bacalora or whatever. And yeah, Kim yeah. Kim Klaustrom. Kim, Kim Klaustrom, yeah. Cherno yep. Samba. We had to get Cherno Samba, to yeah, of course. Yeah, it's fun, fun days. It's just like, yeah, we should have probably been doing our dissertations. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we enjoyed ourselves at university, yeah. man, getting pissed rather than sitting inside, you know, man, managing, uh, I don't know, Stockport into the Premier League or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> games. Right, so we'll put Rio in. Who's Rio going to partner in that centre-back? Uh, it's got to be Slavin for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a brilliant centre-half. Just never gave up. I mean, remember um, the first time I saw him, like, kind of, like, was like, oh, this is, this guy means it. I think, mm. I think we were playing, I don't know what game it was. He might have been playing Everton actually, where like this player was just put through on goal one on one, and everyone just kind of stopped and was like, right, I can catch him. And Billich just like tracked him the whole way, and just as about to was to pull the trigger, he just slid in and hooked it away for a corner. It was the most incredible bit of defending I think I've ever seen because he was the only person who was like, no, no, he ain't getting to goal, no yeah. way. Like, and I just loved that about him. He was just like, you know, and obviously he's such a lovely guy as well, and like, um, like, like um. Because like he's a, he's a big Maiden fan, so him and Steve are good friends, and I've met him yeah. met him a few times, and he's a such a like just a, just a really nice guy, really genuine, cool, nice it guy. Seems yeah, exactly, and obviously yeah, he loves loves his music as well, isn't it? So mm. it's like I know what you mean. He just seems genuinely just a nice bloke. I think to his detriment, to be honest, because I think yeah. sometimes nice blokes don't always make the best manager. You know, no, sometimes yes, that's sometimes right. He was great putting an arm around being your yeah father figure but then sometimes but just discipline push. wise yeah, yeah i mean it's like i i'm you know players would say as soon as Moyes got in or whatever the training sessions were just so much more intense and you know there was more rules in place and stuff and um uh and and, and with pellegrini as well obviously yeah. uh but but yeah that was like you said it was just you know unfortunate just yeah, part of his personality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it is. and, so. think, and it's great. I think great for being an international manager because, you know, you shouldn't be a coach really because you pick the best players of a nation. That's right. For your teams, as long as you put them yeah. in the right positions. But That's right. That, you don't have them every day. Exactly. So getting them together for like, you know, say this this time at the moment, I think that's why Gareth Southgate's quite good. Because mm. it's all about, you know, sort of breeding this sort of team spirit and stuff like that. And that's what something Slav could do really well. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But then it's the discipline side. It's like, you know, that's why I think Gareth Southgate's quite good because as soon as they someone steps out of line, that's it. You're out. Sorry, mate. You're going out. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, I think that's what you need. But uh, Definitely. Yeah. Right. Slav's him. That's a nice back yeah. four. We're going to go four in midfield. Nice and simple. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll keep it traditional. Yeah. Okay. That's what we like. So let's go left midfield. Who should we have on the left? Oh, left mid. That is a good question. Um, uh, he wasn't really left mid, but we played him out there quite a bit. And he, you know, Joe Cole. Yeah. Um, I remember him coming on the scene, and like I remember being, I remember, uh, I remember I was I was going I was when I first heard about him, a friend of mine at school um, played for West Ham, 
um, like youth, and uh, he was saying, "Oh, there's this new kid, like uh, like like new player Joe Cole. His name is." We were we went swimming, and we were in like January. We we're talking about West Ham, obviously, and he was like, yeah. "Yeah, there's this there's this new player Joe Cole. He's like going to set the world alight. He's like the most skillful player you've ever seen, and he's amazing." And and I got all excited. And then when we, I remember him finally coming on and getting his chance, and I was like, "Yes, this mm-hmm. is just like." Because we didn't really have anyone else in the team that did that kind of stuff, you know. And but he meant it. Like I said again, like a hammer. He just meant it. He just, you know, he really just gave everything he got that uh, he had. Sorry, and uh, it was just great to watch. It was so entertaining, you know. He just made a mug out of so many defenders. <laughs> and it's like, and I just think, you know, when he came on the scene, he was just like so like wow you know yeah and then again it happens to a lot of players they go to the wrong wrong club and because i think it was honest i honestly honestly believe if he stayed at the west even for another couple of seasons i know cemented that sort of um that sort of free role position which no one plays anymore now i know that's right he he had he just had he had a um he had a knack for just finding those pockets of space and um and he just yeah he's and he was such an important player for us like much more than i think people give him credit for even though he was given a lot of credit for sure but like he you know he was there was definitely more to him than people think and and another one was like like glenn johnson he you know he was a he he was great right back he went to chelsea i mean it all went a bit I mean, where did he go after that? Was it Stoke or something? He went Stoke after Stoke, Stoke, then Liverpool. Stoke, Liverpool. Stoke, yeah. Liverpool and Stoke, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a real shame that happened to quite a few players, didn't it? Um, at Chelsea, yeah, unfortunately. They, they, but... they went through a spate, didn't they? I mean, you look at the players that have gone on left. Obviously, De Bruyne and Lukaku and you know, Scott Parker was there, and you know, and yeah, even Ollie, even um, Ross Barkley, you know. At yeah. The moment, you know, it's like, yeah. He's, he's had to go out on loan to get some game time, and I just think, yep. yeah. That's that's part of the reason why I don't want Deck to go to Chelsea because just I don't, oh, think, God, I don't no. think he wouldn't get in the team, but I just think he'll get ruined in the same way that Joe Cole was was forced to play a left wing, really. And yeah, yeah, just like he was, he, he should just play with ten ten men and then Joe and Joe would just let him do his thing like Gaz. I know, do. just and roam across that kind exactly. of you know you know just thinking things in. He would be phenomenal. Yeah, and at West Ham he could do that because it wasn't necessarily. You know, so decompensate, like you know what I mean. But yeah. it wasn't sort of like you know, this is your position. He was you're regimented, like you've got exactly, to stay. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that's what happened with Declan because they'll put him in centre back and he'll be absolutely ruined there. Yeah, um, that's my my thoughts. All right, we'll put Joe <laughs> in. Uh, let's go. Let's go to the other wing. Let's go right midfield. Who wish you on the right mid? Uh, it's got to be Trevor Sinclair. Tricky Trev. Yeah, just I mean. Just a brilliant, brilliant, a very underrated player. Like, yeah. just, I mean, that, I mean, obviously the Decanio, I mean, I was there at that game for the Decanio goal. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, obviously the Decanio's goal, the execution of it was unbelievable, world class. But yeah. Travis Sinclair's ball to him is absolutely yeah. impeccable. It's perfect. Someone if it would have been. On, you know, if if it, if it had been slightly shorter, too long, too like left or right, it would not have happened. Like without that pass, it was just perfect. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, and someone mentioned it to me the other day. They said, you know, the audacity of of Sinclair to even think that. You know, yeah. Because it's like he just like it wasn't like a free kick or whatever. He just like yeah, yeah, just dollied it up to the back. Post, yeah. Knowing that Decanio was going to. Of course, and it wasn't like oh, hit and hope. You know, he knew what he was doing. He knew there was yeah. he was there. He knew that that you know. That was gonna that could create a chance and it was just pinpoint accuracy and and obviously all the all the um overhead kicks he squeezed you know obviously that one for qpr he did was just yeah, unbelievable but um just he's just yeah and i think he's yeah it was just great and yeah we've had him on obviously and, and he's like a top bloke as well you know I mean, yeah he seems I'm like proud, it yeah yeah i'm proud to say he's like you know a, a good acquaintance you know it's like it's just like it's weird because it's like you know, i think that Trevor Sinclair's like you know he dms me he's like what you know yeah the whole thing's weird but uh but yeah no he's like a lovely bloke and um oh, good. i just think he was like someone who's just like you know my always always when we talk about sinclair i always want my granddad god rest his soul and he um he his eyesight was going i don't know how we made i don't know how we sort of he drove to the games because it's like you know thinking about it he couldn't really see much to be fair but he did it for several years of us um and there's only a few minor minor car accidents but we're okay um and uh his eyesight was going so basically anyone who was black 
he'll be in a West Ham shirt. He did something good. Was Trevor Sinclair? You know, it could have been Defoe. It could have been. It could have been Shaka. You know, in Gun- yeah, 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 yeah. Sinclair, only good bloody bloody player there is on the pitch, and it's like that's always stuck <laughs> in my head. Cause it's just so funny, but he really was just brilliant, man. I just, oh, just loved him as a player. Incredible and, player, and we resurrected his career. You know, we got I know. back into England squad, and yeah, I was so um, happy for him when he got that England call. Like, yeah. he totally deserved it as well. Totally deserved yes. it. He did because by all his accounts, when he was a QPR towards the end, he wasn't happy. Uh, yeah, a lot of his teammates had left, and Jerry Francis had left as well. Or Jerry yeah, like yeah. And so you know, it was came at the right time, and it was just the right club at the right time, and it just worked. So yeah, um, yeah, no, he's brilliant, man. And we'll get a retweet. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the engagement? Right. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to centre centre midfielder. Who's going to be your first centre midfielder? Uh, I've got to go. I've got to go, Declan. I just, yeah. I mean, you can't leave him out. I mean, even though he's just, he's, he's, he's not long been on the scene or whatever, but it, he's just different class. Like, yeah. I mean, he really he's is. like, I, I just, there are no words really to describe how amazing he is. It, it, it's just, I mean, I know every single West Ham fan is not killing themselves thinking he's going to stay there forever, but. Uh, we just all hope that we just stay there as long as we possibly can keep him. And if he yeah. if he does, then amazing because like he'd just be an absolute hero. Like there'd be statues of him everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And I just think with him, I mean, you know, we <clears throat> we put onto pedestals people who have played a lot less games than Declan Rice. He, oh yeah, he's like he's only he's played over a hundred times. Yeah, stand now, and, and he's still twenty. Yeah, he's mental. Like, yeah, he's uh, twenty one now. So yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah, and I just think that you know, you know, if we got hundred, if, if if he if he ended up playing 200, 200 games for us, um, it would be brilliant. But yeah. also, he would cement himself in in modern modern West Ham legendary status, wouldn't he? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it's just the way he holds himself as well. He's just such a. He seems like a real genuine, like yes. you know, old head on young shoulders. You know, um, like just yeah, like the. the just yeah, how he like I said how he was himself, and yeah, yeah. and he, it's just like he is on the pitch because he's just so yeah. calm and collected on the pitch, and he's just you know skill and like his passing's great. He's always looking to keep things ticking over. He's always you know he, he reads the game. I know everyone says that everyone says that about him, but he really does read the game just yeah, so does. well. Mm-hmm. He's all he doesn't need to be. I mean, he's not slouch. Obviously, he's not. He's not like super pacey but he doesn't need to be because he's there before anyone else thinks to yeah. be there so he doesn't need to be you know like that and he's obviously not like you know he's a holding midfielder he doesn't need to be super pacey but he's just yeah you're incredible right. you're, you're all right and i think actually since since suchek's come on the scene he's just become he's, his game's just gone to another level because he hasn't it's almost like he's had to no disrespect to mr noble but it's almost like he's had to sort of clean up a lot of mark shit you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah yeah. You know, yeah and so but now with suchek there he just seems to be like the both of them can take in turns to bomb full i mean that run against leicester the other day you know it's like, oh my god it was what? incredible you know, and that's what i mean when he when he really gets time. going he's got a bit he's got a long big stride in him he's got you know Tough big long legs yeah 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 yeah, 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 so yeah. Like he's uh and i remember seeing him like we used to because obviously we did a game used to under 23 games at the stadium as well so I used to watch it him there and mm. he was head and shoulder just as you said from a leadership perspective because again that's you know that's that's a really old school characteristic you know we haven't had yeah england hasn't had a leader like that since john terry really and no you can see no 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 lamps no. loves him because he does yeah, 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 john yeah. terry mark too um exactly and he just has and for under 23 he's having that sort of leadership he said he just he's an old head on on young shoulders and uh mm. you know it's surprising when you think uh, how many games he's played for us so quickly you know, yeah and and then have, having that attribute of like you know being so like mature for your age mm. that's very rare i mean in in young players i mean obviously a lot of them have got the skill they've got the the ability but you've got to have it up here as well you know and, yeah. and he's he's got that in abundance and he just has his enthusiasm for the game you know when you see when he does his when he's i mean i'm really funny 21 he's captain the side you know and he's playing you know, like people like yeah. Fabianski and people like that they're yeah. obviously looking up to him as a captain i know and he don't look out of place at all does no, he it's just like and it was all, and it wasn't. It was not like a blink of hesitation. No. You know, when Mark Noble's out, oh, sorry, Deck will be captain. He's yeah. Like, really? You know, we put enough yeah. faith in it. No, it's just like because he just seems older than these years. That's and, right. It's um, just it's the natural selection of yeah, to, you, know, you know. 
It really is. And he just has this sort of like enthusiasm. So when he has his press conferences, like media conferences afterwards, you know, you can tell he's young because he's not particularly media trained because it's all like, he's just so excited. If he's yeah, winning, but he's I love that because it's, it's just, it's, it, yeah, I love that because it's just so genuine and organic. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, there's no, there's nothing false there about him. It's just yeah. like, no, no hidden agendas. It's just what you see is what you get. I love yeah. that. And that, yeah, exactly. That's what people love. And that's why, you know, when there's all talk of every, you know, he's unhappy and the, he didn't look like an unhappy person. Not one bit. Like not one bit. That on because he's like he's not. No. He's not old enough to necessarily to to fake that. So because obviously you know if you're an old school, you know professional, you know what you know saying. how to work the media. Yeah. 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 The, the party line and stuff. But he does. He's not there yet. So no. It's, no. Uh, it's great to see. Mm. Right. Okay. That's deck. Who's deck going to partner in the middle then? Oh, wow. This is really tough. We've had some great. I mean, well, with, with, with midfielders, obviously, you can have an attack in, you know, proper centre middle or box to box or, yep. you know, playmaker or whatever. But um, for me, I'm going to have to go Berkovic. Nice. Um, just gave us something completely different uh, back then, you know, and uh, I love that he was just so tiny. His sleeves on his shirt would just come like, down all the way down here, you know, like it was so funny. Like, but he was just such a brilliant little player just really clever he just he would he would he would he had a great he had great vision great passing obviously and he could finish as well he, he was just a, just a brilliant midfield player for oh, us yeah, i remember watching lots of his obviously because everyone had a lot of spare time on their hands recently um watching a lot of that sort of those uh, sort of 97 98 season and 98 99 uh, and sort of 2000 you know when he was him and Basically, when him and Hartson were in their pomp, really. Yeah, yeah. So many of, you know, we've had John on the channel before, and he was like saying so many of it, because like, obviously that season, I think it was the 98 season, might be, he was top goal scorer, second after Andy Andy Cole or something like that. Yeah. 28 goals or something, 26 goals. And it's just like the amount of goals that were just because Berkovic just put him on a plate, he just dinked oh. his balls in. He was just, yeah. It's, it's, it's great, isn't it, when you get that partnership in yeah. a team and you just, they just, it's like, tele, uh, like telepathy. They know. Yeah, yeah, yeah where they're going to be and he, and he, he knows that he's going to find him and like he he just had everything he was such a complete midfield player yeah he was you know and then you just kick him in the head in training but... yeah yeah that can't actually i saw a sort that that resurfaced the other day and um did, on uh, yeah. on twitter and it was because it's so old it's all pixelated and everything but bloody hell yeah. he gave him a gave him a whack didn't he jesus a funny story about that we've had we had a we had bertie braley on who was part of the um the youth 99 you know the cup winning side he scored like at trick or whatever and he was yeah um, he was playing with obviously joe and that and it was him and joe's first training session with the first right. team was that session and, and oh and really was, yeah Harry they used to train and that's what i think they're trying to instill again now is it used to be the kids used to train at Chadwell Heath and, and, and Rush Green, but, you know, in terms of nowadays, but everyone used to train at Chadwell Heath. And so Harry would, like, look over and see who's doing well and just get, you know, Tony's car to bring them over and, and put them in the first. So it was like Bertie and Joe. He's like, oh, come and, come and join. The... And literally five minutes later. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> and Bertie was like, fuck oh, you know, you know, I bet that was the train. And I open that one, it just like, yeah, yeah oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right, yeah, I remember because it was, it was all pixelated, wasn't it? By I think it was Patrick yeah. Sun or something like that. And it that's like, it, that's who it, yeah. Did that, you know what I mean? Who just like, you know, it's like, but they used to get fans there, didn't they? Fans used to turn up to the Chad Reef and, and Harry would mm. let them in sometimes and stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah, god bless them, right? Okay, we'll put Berkovic in, great shout. And he's one of those players, like. He could walk down the street now and you wouldn't recognise him because he's just so, like, different. Mm. He's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, Bish and Monks, and, you know, they all look the same. They haven't changed much. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, has, yeah. bless him. The years have not been kind. I mean, I can't no. speak at all, but the years have not been kind to him, bless him. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll he, he was a very, very good servant for the club, nonetheless. Fantastic. Fantastic player. So skillful. Would easily walk into a top 14 now. Oh, yeah, know, absolutely, yeah. Without a doubt. Right, okay, who's going to go up front? Who's your first striker then? Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm going to go Tony Cotty. Nice. Um, just an absolute goal machine. Like, yeah. just, you know, one of those very few strikers we've ever had that when they're one-on-one, -on -one, you know he's going to score. Mm. Like, how many yeah. times have we had, like, you know, God bless them, I know, you know, like, you know, Carlton Cole or Marlon Harewood or whatever, or, what you know, whoever, but, um, you know, great loyal servants to the club and everything, but... When they're one on one with a keeper, you're just like, oh, I'm not sure. But but Cotty just, he was yeah. just such a such a natural finisher. 
Yes, that's that's, uh, that's always the word, isn't it? A natural finisher. He really was, mm. and like we we haven't really had many of them over the years, if you think about mm. it. Really, mm. you know, we've never been blessed with natural finishers, have we? But he was definitely mm. one of them. I mean, I mean, to be fair, till till fucking till restart, Antonio would be you'd put him in the same ilk as Colton Cole, I'd say. And yeah, know, but in I'm... that in that you know, sometimes one yeah, one, but now he's just like lethal. But yeah, I mean, TC was like you know just we've had had lots of people obviously on obviously we've had tc we've had maca and, and dev and all that lot on as well and uh i think of course yeah actually i almost said macaveni if i'm honest i did like but yeah. i had to go with tony but i mean tc is like yeah he's just the most natural finisher in the modern day at west ham modern era at west ham i think you know it's like was it before we had people like pop robson and yeah people like that who i've seen you know footage of and people have spoken very highly about but for me, yeah, TC was just because I thought we had it when we had Hernandez, when we had Chicharito, because he was like, you thought, oh, this is our new. Well, he, this would be. That's what I thought. I thought, oh god, we've got another another Cotty yeah. on our hands. It's like he was just, you know, such a fox in the box kind of thing, you know. But um, but you know, for whatever reason, it's like the but again, it's like you know, we talk about the, you know, we, we sort of like that's how that two grumpy old men. But you know, we talk about the old, you know, the old days. But I don't think now you don't get many fox in the box like no out strikers. You know, it's like. You know, even someone like you look well, at his top strikers like Vardy, he's just he's not I wouldn't say he's fox in the box, you know. No, 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 no. I mean he's no, exactly. But the thing is though, I mean the strikers are coming deeper and deeper to get the ball yeah, now. You're right, yeah. They're not they're just they're not hanging around in the in the box anymore. they they've got to come come mm. a lot deeper. I mean, you think you look at you know like Harry Kane, like he yeah. comes to the halfway line to get the to get the ball, you know, like it's just then they're not like you know, you obviously you've got your strikers that are play off of the last defender or whatever, but even then, because everyone plays such a high line now. You know, it's it's yeah, everyone has to kind of come deeper it's for true. the ball. It's so really true. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, you look. I mean, you just don't get them. You know, it's like maybe I mean, probably the last one I can think of. Top of my head was was Mister Defoe, who yeah, had sort of you know, sort of that sort of foxy, yeah, foxy, That's, foxy strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he had the ability to score from outside the box as well. You yeah, know, so he, yeah, he had yeah, a, yeah. he had an unbelievable, powerful shot on him. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah, but yeah, but you're right though. I mean, he was—he's probably the—I can't think of anyone else really. Danny Ings, maybe, da but then he drops off a lot. You're right. It's just the nature of the football, the nature of it's, strikers now. No, they, they don't really—that's what I mean. You don't really have like a they're an out-and-out out striker. The they're forwards, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like you know, like Rashford plays out on the wing now. Yeah, like you know, it, it's no one kind of actually sticks to. It's like it's. I mean, obviously, tactics have changed a lot over the years, yeah. but. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Or like, or just it's Antonio. You just see him up front and just lob balls up to him. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work at the moment. So yeah, I know. Going, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really, I really hope that Eric Dyer plays centre back on Saturday. <laughs> oh, so do I. Oh, Antonio must be chomping at the bits. Uh, oh, absolutely. Do you know what? I, I and it ain't just because he's a Spurs player. I don't get him. I don't get why everyone thinks he's he's so overrated. He's the most overrated player in the league. He's just. Yeah. All, I mean, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I mean, even if he was, I, I just. Sorry, you got you got you got. You, you no, no, I, just, I don't think he knows his position either. His best position, no. yeah, because he gets played all over the place. You know, centre mid, defence, uh, holding midfielder, like centre back. I'm not, but the, but then again, look at Declan Rice. Declan Rice yeah. is like ten times the player he's ever going to be, and he can do all three all three of those positions much better yeah, than Eric Dyer. He can. I just don't. Yeah, just, yeah. I think it was. But then he's it was like that Everton game where we Declan played centre back. It was almost like oh, I can't make centre back anymore as well as I could do. But yeah, you know, but I think with Dyer, I think it's great being an auxiliary player. Can you know? But I think eventually you've got to specialise. You know. What I that's mean? right. Yeah. It's 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 you know it's all good being versatile and everything. But like you say, you've got to have your position. You know, you've got to know. The thing that freaks me out with, with Eric Dyer is is the fact that he's Portuguese, and so, yeah, because um, like obviously that that all or nothing, I love all or nothing. Yeah, like, like the Americans, I love the American football one, and obviously that one, but he just like drops into Portuguese. I know, to, it's like, really, what? and then I yeah. go through his like Wikipedia, he's like, yeah, it was a sport in Lisbon, wasn't he? Sport in Lisbon, like, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, it's it like is. A second life is just mental. I know, but that's the thing because obviously how he was brought up playing football over there. They learn to play with the ball and like be, yeah. you know, you know, good on good on your uh, with the ball at your feet kind of thing. And he's not a classic centre half at all. But um, no. but he's just he's just so calamitous. Like the whole the penalty he gave away against Belgium. It's like what are you doing? Yeah, just like yeah. 
just like show him down the line. He's left footed. He ain't going anywhere. Just show him down the line. Like show him, show, show him, you know, to the byline. He ain't going to do anything. Like, always don't dive in. It's like fucking, you know, that, that Chelsea game last season when Rudiger played, put, put uh, you know, Yama onto his left. It's like, that is the most ridiculous thing to do. The man's only got one leg. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You put him yeah. to the left and he curls it in. What a surprise. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Just, think, sometimes professional football players are just, some of them are really thick. And it's like, no, yeah, they are. Just don't think. And it's like, no. uh, but yeah, as long as diet, I'd be great if he's playing centre. Oh, oh, I hope he is. Oh, oh, Antonio's going to tear him to pieces. It's weird, isn't it? Everyone's so cold. Everyone's so confident about about the weekend, and yeah. it's lovely. It's lovely. We know it's going to probably go that the other way now because everyone's so up for it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. No, it's good for our, our cup final. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. So it'd be good, man. But yeah, no, it's um. Anyway, Tony Cotty, yeah, Tony Cotty, good shout. Who's he going to partner up front I'll, then? I've got to finish it off with the Canio. Yeah, surely. I mean, like he, you know, me growing up, he was just the player the player like you know yeah. just so passionate and just just and the goal he, he was just just magical he was just with i'm he's just incredible to watch um he just did think players isn't he he's a smile yeah player. you can't think yeah when he, smiling and when he scored he obviously was so italian he'd be like mamma mia you know like yeah. with his shirt and it's like that, that was just as good as the goal you know like these are celebrations you know no, he's just um bad. And, and again, he was entertaining, wasn't he? he was like a yeah, entertainer. that's right. Yeah, he was. And just seeing that goal against Wimbledon, uh, the that's that volley. Just I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm never going to see another goal like that in my life ever. Yeah. Like it's just out of this world. It's incredible, wasn't it? And it was just mm. it's funny because lots of people we interview, and obviously the Kenya comes up quite often in conversations. You can imagine, and um, and they talk about that goal and, and just the story. So, so you were there. Um, we interviewed. Um, <laughs> like one guy who gave his ticket away that day because Wimbledon didn't fancy it. Yeah. Another uh, guy was stuck in the Blackwall Tunnel coming out. It was late for the game, and it's like, oh man. There was another one who turned around and was talking to his mate because <laughs> his granddad oh. turned up and <laughs> all this stuff. It's actually, and everyone forgets that was Freddie Canute's debut. Do you remember? He it was, was actually, that's right. It was absolutely phenomenal that day. It was and incredible. Yeah, and if it weren't for that, everyone would still be talking about that debut because he was the, like, probably one of the best debuts I've seen. And it was like he was like, I was like, this is our Thierry Henry. Yeah, it's gonna be brilliant. And then, yeah, like, oh, Andy has got that amazing goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. So completely about it, just yeah. stole the thunder. You know? Yeah, <laughs> poor Freddie. Yeah, I think Freddie is still something like sixth or seventh top Premier League striker as well. So um, yeah, yeah. Was Paolo's, great. second, isn't he? First or second, and Mark's the other one. I think Mark's second and Palace or one. I can't remember. But, oh, okay, yeah. right. I think Antonio is like fourth, so yeah. Right. Shows you, but anyway, um, Joe, man, it's been lovely chatting, man. Literally an hour has, has flown by. With it really has flown by, hasn't it? Wow. It does. Um, time flies when you're fun. It it really does, and thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's, it's great to uh, flex my West Ham knowledge. I don't get to do it very often. Obviously, just no. sat here at home doing nothing. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just gives people a chance to just like break away, you know. And everyone talks about, you know talking to people and stuff in these weird times and yeah it just gives a bit of light relief of all those yeah. meeting zoom calls and stuff like that and i think that's why people like it because they can just switch off for an hour and listen to someone exactly i mean on I could... about the good old days that's right yeah i mean i i if i ever am out and like you know meet a west ham fan i'm that's it i'm just on them on them all night just like you know yeah. it's great i love it so we've this been, has been awesome we've been social distancing for years joe because it's like you know we don't we don't shake hands we just go you know, someone's in a West Ham shirt across the road. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you that's go it. like that, and they go like that, and you go, yeah. right, that's it. You don't need to shake hands. You don't need to nod. You don't need no. to talk any no. further. No. Um, and that's what I do on holiday. You know, literally, my wife, she tears her hair out because uh, my suitcase is just literally full of West Ham tops. And so, you know, me and my daughter, bless her, she's eight, and she she still, <laughs> even when I was, she was a baby, I still, we, we always travel in colours, Flo, we always travel in colours, and she nice. still does, so if we're like going on holiday over, she'll be in a West Ham top. Brilliant, Travel, brilliant. Travelling colours, daddy, yeah, good girl, <laughs> Um, and yeah, the amount of, but, but it's like a, it's like a key, you know, because it's like you're a key to talk to complete strangers, yeah, and, and some crazy people, and some crazy things have happened, you know, so yeah. like, you know, you, it doesn't matter where you are, um, you know, you might not be a West Ham fan, but because you're wearing a West Ham top, people associate you being like friendly, and so they'll come up and chat to you, and they might be exactly. Or they, 
or they might be uh, the waiter at the bar or whatever. And oh, it's just I love it. I love it. I just think yeah, the, no, the it's West just Ham community is just brilliant, and particularly the states. Is. I mean, you you've been out there, you know, so many, years. so many, so many. I mean, it's, you wouldn't believe. I mean, I've I've done like like quite a few tours over the whole country and up in Canada mm. as well. There's quite a few up in Canada as well. Like, yeah. um, like you go to a bar or whatever or, or, or a pub or whatever and then there's there's the hammers like signs, you know, just up in the bars and stuff. And it's mental. It's brilliant. It's like, absolutely mental. It's, it's, great. it's just great to see. You don't realise just how wide our fan base is. No, you don't. Really. You don't. You, you really know? don't. We had, um, we interviewed, we interviewed quite a few of the various groups so far. So we've done you get a lot of guys on the East Coast. We've done Las Vegas Hammers. We've done the Hollywood Hammers. Some there. We did the Fresno Hammer, mm. Fresno Irons, and the Fresno Irons. I, I, they got a special place in my heart because I just think they're absolutely mental. Um, creating the, they create their group based on the basically Fresno has like loads of supporter groups, and apparently the Fresno Gooners won the like I don't know some sort of award for the best fans outside the uk or something like that and so obviously that was the accolade and they're like oh right you know we're the best so poor poor tex bless him he just went around all the because there wasn't a west ham irons group um so he went around literally would just troll um so if arsenal playing west ham he'd be at the arsenal pub just singing west ham songs on his own um and just, <laughs> just completely trolling them and then eventually he met someone else and then that, and there's about 25 or 30 of them and um, Jim Stanner, the 1964 FA Cup goalkeeper for West Ham, he lives in Fresno. And so, you know, he couldn't believe there was this massive West Ham, like, it's brilliant. I hope we get Jim on. No way. Um, uh, all these stories, all the Indian hammers. Honestly, the Indian hammers, I, I know, I, That's I, brilliant. I so much of my respect because poor guys set up, you know, literally went through the West Ham Facebook group and socially profiled the members Anyone who had an Indian sounding name, he was he lived in Bangalore, and everyone had an Indian sounding name, he'd contact to see if they were in India. And I think there's about thirty or forty of them, bless them now. And it's like, uh, but they're all over the place, you know. Oh, that's great, that's yeah. awesome. And that's like all these stories are coming out because yeah. of this channel. It's like lovely to hear, man. It's like, as you said, like you and Bish, yeah. in, in, in Florida. I just love it. It's just everyone's got their own little personal stories. Yeah, it's what it's all about, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. We have so much yeah. crap going on in the world, and it's just nice to have some stories where everyone's sort of communities and coming together and stuff. And so, long may it continue. But yeah, anyway, Joe, really, really appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you so much, and obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. no problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you, absolutely. Yes. Everyone for watching or, or listening. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, give it a share, subscribe. Uh, Apple Pod, Apple Podcast. I'm gonna have to figure this out, like learn the, the lingo. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you give that a share as well. It'll be on a, a little bit later on. But until next time, from me and from Joe, take care, stay safe, wash those hands, um, come yeah. with wines, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.